0: Welcome to Dip Your Toes into Carmel, the podcast of the St. Therese Province of Discalced Carmelite Friars. Walk with us today as we discuss the invitation, an article written by Father Gregory Ross. At that time, Jesus said in reply, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. These words from the Gospel of St. Matthew were chosen for the Gospel reading for October first, 2019, the feast day of St. Therese. The little flower's example and teaching reveal that she responded with boundless confidence. The invitation, come to me. She invites us to do the same, to draw near to Jesus with confidence and trust, no matter our burden, even if it be the burden of our own sins. In the mercy Jesus offers us, we, like Therese, will find our rest. St. Therese realized that her weaknesses, limitations, and imperfections, that is, her littleness, was not an obstacle in her relationship with God. Rather, it served God as an occasion to manifest his mercy in her. It is to the little ones that Jesus, he who is God's mercy incarnate, rejoices to manifest himself. As the saint reflects in the first chapter of her Story of a Soul, Since the nature of love is to humble oneself, if all souls resembled those of the holy doctors who illumined the church with the clarity of their teachings, it seems God would not descend so low when coming to their heart. But he created the child who knows only how to make his feeble cries heard. It is to their hearts that God deigns to lower himself. These are the wild flowers whose simplicity attracts him. When coming down in this way, God manifests his infinite grandeur. Just as the sun shines simultaneously on the tall cedars and on each little flower, as though it were alone on the earth, so our Lord is occupied particularly with each soul, as though there were no others like it. In the Old Testament, too, St. Therese discovered God's invitation to draw near to him. As she reflects in her story of a soul, I wanted to find an elevator which would raise me to Jesus, for I am too small to climb the rough stairway of perfection. I searched then in the scriptures for some sign of this elevator, the object of my desires, and I read these words coming from the mouth of eternal wisdom. Whoever is a little one, let him come to me. The elevator that must raise me to heaven is your arms, O Jesus. And for this I had no need to grow up, but rather I had to remain little and become this more and more. Therese, at first experiencing her littleness as a burden, came to see it as something that stirred the merciful heart of Jesus to descend to her, to raise her to himself, to fulfill his desire that the little ones come to him. She gained assurance that little ones like herself could come to Jesus because he has first come to them as the sun, as the elevator of love, to shine on them and to lift them to himself. Enkindled with faith in the merciful love and desire of Jesus, St. Therese found the grace to embrace her limitations and burdens, and even to rejoice in them. In her poem titled, To the Sacred Heart of Jesus, she reflects. I need a heart burning with tenderness, who will be my support forever, who loves everything in me, even my weakness. She found this heart in Jesus, her merciful Savior, a God who takes on my nature and becomes my brother and is able to suffer. To communicate her trust in God and her self-acceptance in light of God's mercy, St. Therese uses the image of herself as a little bird. I look upon myself as a weak little bird, with only a light down as covering. I am not an eagle, but I have only an eagle's eyes and heart. In spite of my extreme littleness, I still dare to gaze upon the divine sun, the sun of love, and my heart feels within it all the aspirations of an eagle. Although she was enkindled with great desires to love God and to prove her love for him by great deeds, she did not take credit for these desires, nor did she see them as earning God's love or making her great in his sight. Therese's older sister, Marie, worried that she herself had none of the great desires expressed by Therese. In response, the saint writes, Dear Sister, How can you say after this that my desires are the sign of my love? I really feel that it is not this at all that pleases God in my little soul. What pleases him is that he sees me loving my littleness and my poverty, the blind hope that I have in his mercy. That is my only treasure, dear Godmother. Why would this treasure not be yours? The little bird commits its faults, St. Therese admits but its trust in God's mercy remains unshaken, so it does not become discouraged. And yet, after all these misdeeds, instead of going and hiding away in a corner to weep over its misery and to die of sorrow, the little bird turns toward its beloved sun, presenting its wet wings to its beneficent rays. It cries like a swallow, and in its sweet song it recounts in detail all its infidelities thinking in the boldness of its full trust that it will acquire in even greater fullness the love of him who came to call not the just, but sinners. In other words, the saint of Lisieux, finding herself burdened with her misdeeds, does not hide in shame and fear, but rather she hears and heeds the invitation extended by Jesus. Come to me. One of her confessors assured her she had never committed a mortal sin. Because of this, you may think it was easy for St. Therese to draw near to Jesus to find mercy. But can a person guilty of truly grave sin heed the Lord's invitation to draw near to him with the same confidence? Therese herself addresses this question at the conclusion of Story of a Soul. Yes, I feel it. Even if I had on my conscience all the sins that can be committed, I would go, my heart broken with sorrow, and throw myself into Jesus' arms, for I know how much he loves the prodigal child who returns to him. It is not because God, in his anticipating mercy, has preserved my soul from mortal sin that I go to him with confidence and love. The little flower invites all of us to heed his invitation with the same confidence and trust that inspired her. She expresses a desire that nothing prevent us from drawing near to Jesus, neither our faults, our sins, our past, our present, our fears, whatever it is that might burden us. We don't need to impress God to approach him, to be worthy of his love. His love for us is rooted not in us ourselves, but in himself. St. John tells us in his first letter, God is love. And in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as expiation for our sins. And further, we have come to know and to believe in the love God has for us. St. Therese echoes this faith in God's love for us to such a degree that this chapter, too, has been chosen as one of the scripture readings for the Mass of her feast day. Jesus does not say, come to me, you who have your act together, you who impress me, you who have proven yourselves to me. Instead, he says, come to me, you who labor and are burdened. This is the gospel message that St. Therese heard and believed. By her life and by her teaching, she encourages us to do the same. However we may have failed to fulfill any of Jesus' other commandments, the little flower urges us not to hesitate to heed this command of Jesus' mercy incarnate. Come to me. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Dip Your Toes into Carmel. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and YouTube to keep up with all of the Friars' activities and reflections. The full article link may be found in our show notes. Until next time.